listening to the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. Each month, we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved. Hello and welcome, everyone. Gerard, that was beautifully, that was a beautiful seizure you had. Beautiful. Yeah. I was I was so happy. I was looking up and watching that reaction on on the webcam. <laughs> well, because we, you know, when you're playing the the intro stuff, we can't hear it. Not that's right. Right. You know, now we're separated by you know, you know, different states. Right. And uh, no, so I was I'm like. All right, well, while that shit's going on, I'm sure he'll let us know when it's done playing. And uh, I was just going to, you know, say, hey, you know, the reason I got this whole, you know, white background behind me right now is because uh, I'm sitting on the futon and not, you know, in my chair. The futon. And then, yeah, as soon as I started talking, all of a sudden I hear my fucking intro voice kick on because you completely just didn't let me know that was about to happen. <laughs> and, uh, I, got, I got a little fragile. Yep, you know, and then my, it was, no! Little... Yeah, a little Italian response was, oh! <laughs> oh, oh, man, it was, it was brilliant. It was great. I love yeah. watching those. It, when when yeah. it was across the table, it was even better. But, you know, mm. being five states away, this will have to do. So uh, I want to welcome everyone back to, uh, to the podcast, to the show. Uh, we are joined uh, again with uh, the Maha Butchie himself. How are you, Butch? I'm good. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, just ducky. It is, you know, and oh, we didn't warn these guys. So typically, when we record late, it, this show turns into a shit show and a half. At least that's how you know historically it's been. And what are we recording it post nine o'clock on the Eastern Seaboard? So yeah, it should be uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, for uh, for recording tonight, and uh, it's one of two ways. It's it's either like completely unhinged and <laughs> we go down a fucking graveyard spiral, yep. or we're all just so fucking tired and just like we're just like completely lame, and everyone's like, yeah, okay, well, you know, that was the show. Have fun, everybody. It was nice. See I you later. Bye. I honestly don't know if the show has ever been lame. I don't know if we can we can say that our show is lame ever. <laughs> It, you met us, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's we, what I'm saying. Like, you know? We put up a few stinkers here, and then the first ones were fucking stinkers. Oh, dude. Uh, okay. <laughs> with the with the first, you know, five or six out of the way, with it, you know, those are like Rocky Five. They just don't exist. They're there. They exist, but no one really pays attention to them. Even though our first episode is like number three on the all time listen list. I don't know. I, that's probably why, you know, like our show hasn't caught on. They don't get past those first couple. Right. Because they're like, yeah. oh, let's start at the beginning instead of let's start at the current. You know? Right. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let, let's start everything from the beginning. Well, first thing is cool. Dinosaurs came. It's like, no, just skip ahead. Skip past that part. In fact, never, never show that part again. Ever. Right. Right. That, that just didn't well, exist. Well, that'd be now. Right. Let's go past this part. 
so we have to, uh, of course, welcome the Phil Foundation to the show today. It'd be so great if we actually hear the intro. It's, uh, everyone should be doing this right now. If only we had hair to head back to. I know. This is true. You know, it's one of the things that, like, I can't stand with using, and I don't understand why this doesn't work, but, like, through the recording program and stuff that we do, like, the webcam stuff through, I talk to you guys through the soundboard. Mm-hmm. And yet you can't hear the things that are playing on the soundboard. So it's it's kind of weird. But yet you hear other ones, like sound bites. It's, it's Only really some of them. Weird. Right. I, I hear really bits weird. and pieces of the music. That's bits it. and pieces. Yeah. It's, yeah and, and it seems like sound bites. Yeah. It is, it is definitely really bizarre how that works. But uh, That should be investigated. It should be investigated. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. I, I top men. Top. <laughs> top. Men. Oh, I just watched that the other day. It was so good. So good. I know, I know. They've been doing a. I heard Bill James. They were doing like a marathon. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Which so, brings me to the quick, quick, just just a quick observation. I know a, this has nothing to do with what we're supposed to do, but sure thing. Go ahead. Uh, as an Indiana Jones fan, uh, yes. I see the new one is coming out. Yes. And it it's it appears to be taking place in World War II. Yes. Didn't the last one with the crystal skull take place post World War II? I, yes, I believe it, so. Yeah. Hold on. Is so, it? Hold on. What the fuck? Hold on. Is it really well, taking place in? Dude, he's jumping out of a foot. He's been, okay. So now, now here's the the airplane nerd geek fucker coming out at me. Uh, they bail out of a fucking Heikel one eleven. So a let's fucking see. medium bomber. Yeah, it's World War II. No, it's set in 1969. And they're fl- they're jumping out of a fucking World War II fucking German bomber. I mean, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I guess. Well, we'll, we'll figure it watch. out. I just I just googled it, but I'm just so confused. I know it's Hollywood. Don't back don't try and that make sense out of Hollywood. Just don't do it. It's not worth our time. I know. Uh, I know. But uh, before we get to uh, to the call, um, I do have one announcement to, or you know, I guess a couple announcements to make. Uh, Kelsey is doing like Gerard did way back when, and she is going to be taking a sabbatical from the show. Uh, so I want to be the first one. Uh, her and I talked in length uh, the other day. Um, she's having some, uh, some high difficulty in scheduling, uh, being this, you know, settling into being a, pa- a baby paramedic. So she's asked for some time away from the show. So we want to wish her the best of luck, uh, until she gets, uh, gets back, you know, square where she can join us. Uh, M was supposed to join us tonight, but then she ended up getting, uh, getting a call and having to go out and do actual like EMS shit. So that sucks. But uh, so I guess for the time being, she should have just done nurse shit, huh? She should have just done nurse shit. I know, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess until Kelsey comes back, 
Unless Phil wants to take it over in future episodes, I will be the one doing the rig check since we haven't been doing them because I've you know been giving them to Kelsey for so long that it's just kind of her I mean, thing. If you um, give them to Phil, it'd be like giving them to Kelly. So. Uh, right? <laughs> that's, that's how much he talks. I think, I think Kelly talks more. I think Probably. Kelly does talk so more. Uh, but, uh, so let me, uh, let me get into the rig check here and then we will, uh, we'll start on this show. So, uh, this week, uh, this week only after, uh, this show is, uh, is going live. Medic Materials is having a uh, flash sale, 20% off of all the podcast episode CMEs that are currently available on the Medic Materials CME Academy. So if you're interested to get that code, Go to uh, medicmaterials.thinkific.com. Use promo code DONUTS20 at checkout. This good, this offer is going to be good until Sunday, February 19th. So, again, make sure that uh, if you want the CME credit for listening to this show or, you know, any of the other podcasts, hit, uh, hit the link in the uh, show notes. Head on over to the CME Academy. Use DONUTS20, and uh, you, get some, uh, you get some money off. Uh, also, I am uh, asking you guys to uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, join the members of the podcast, like myself, Gerard, Emily, Mister Phil, uh, the Maha Butchie, on uh, the new weekly Friday uh, live stream called End of Tour. This is a place where you know we get to get together, hang out, hang out with fans of the show, decompress, and just enjoy the time with friends after a very long week of EMS work. So catch it every Friday night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Medic Materials Facebook page, Facebook group, and the Medic Materials YouTube channel. Um, before we get to our official shout-outs for this episode, I want to thank uh, our, like, our absolute loyal fans. You guys are doing an amazing job with pushing us over the top. We've just crested the 16,000 download mark for what? this show. Oh, um, and uh, I just want to, you know, say thank you, a humble thank you to everyone who supports this show, listens each and every, you know, two weeks that we, you know, put out a new episode. Um, but I want to encourage everyone, you know, to follow, rate the podcast on whichever platform you guys use, as well as share this show out with everyone that you know that's in the EMS realm. Uh, the grassroots ability for this message to spread is solely dependent on you guys, our absolutely amazing listeners. Uh, and finally, we want to shout out our listeners in Portugal and Michigan. So thank you for listening each and every month. Um, wow. Yeah. So the the show is growing, um, and uh, Dude, that's like a that's like a hockey arena full of people. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. It really is bonkers when you think about how many people listen to this show, um, and you know. I don't advertise this show. Like, I really don't. It's well, maybe you should. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, in the in the realm of like spanning, or not spanning. Yeah, I don't I'll, spanning. I'll, 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 you know, hit my buzzer on that one. I'm saying, like, I don't spam this show like other EMS podcasts. I'm, I'm in a group, uh, EMS podcasts on on Facebook. That's a private group. I share the show there. And then um, I share the show via my, my own page, uh, you know, the Medic Materials page, and then whatever you guys share. And that's Absolutely. it. Like, yeah, we I just, would just go shameless. 
yeah, I don't, I don't go to, you know, paramedics of Facebook and share it there or, you know, like drinking bros or any of those, because every time that I've tried to do it in the past, they take it down and they say, you're, you're, this isn't the, the appropriate place for this. So well, I just you're not stopped. One of their dude bros. Exactly. So I just stopped. There's other podcasts that get to do it. Right. Cause they're the dude bro. Right. But not us. So I just said, well, yeah. fuck it. I don't care. You know? Um, so it really mm-hmm. is up to the listeners of this show to push us over the top. If you know, like, you know, you're really good with your partner on, you know, Friday night or Saturday night, whenever you're doing your shift, put it on the, the ambulance radio, make a fan out of them, you know, share it. You know, there's, there's listen parties in some hospitals around here where like 10 yeah, nurses, wild. yeah. 10 nurses listen to us all at once in the middle of the ER, which is probably the most inappropriate thing ever. <laughs> no, no, it's perfectly appropriate. Keep doing it. That's what we want. It is what we want. The things that we say on the show is inappropriate. That's what I'm saying. Uh, to a certain extent. So yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it, it is what it is. But uh, so without further ado, let's dive into this call. It is an interesting one. Just like all well, of our calls. More ado. Um, but uh, yeah. So your system, this call takes place. Rural EMS district covered by a volunteer ambulance company. Which does the like hybrid thing where they pay EMTs from a different agency to staff their ambulances during like banker hours. And so the rig today is going to be staffed with two paid EMT basics. Now the district gets most of its ALS coverage by a commercial private ambulance that locates uh, one of their trucks in a local firehouse on the outskirts of the district. So they're not actually within the district. And this commercial ambulance is staffed with a paid EMT, uh, EMT basic, and one paid paramagician. You guys have two hospitals in the area. One is a level two trauma center located uh, in a small city, approximately 30 minutes north of the district. And you have one cardiac slash pediatric hospital located approximately 40 minutes southeast of the district. So your hospitals are in opposite directions, about equidistant in time. Uh, you guys are going to be dispatched to a sorry, a Charlie priority, priority two, to a private residence for a 59-year-old female with shortness of breath. So just as I always ask, I always take the time to ask you guys, what are you thinking, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to switch it up for shits and giggles here. And without any other information, I want each of your guesses to the cause of the shortness of breath. Go, Gerard. What's it going to be? Carbon monoxide. Oh, that's a good one. We've not done one of those, but that's a good one. I like it. All right, Phil Foundation, what's yours? P-E. Heave? P-E. Oh, P-E. I heard, oh. I heard I like, heave. Like, like, like they're in the Ukraine? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so so we got P-E, we got uh, C-O. What's yours, Mr. Mahabuchi? You're the one that starts with two letters. You just talked oh. over the Mahabuchi. Uh, well, you know, you know me. I'm always going cardiac. So there we go. All right. All right. So you. Yeah, forgive me, Mahabuchi. <laughs> I cannot have your superior. He ain't the leg. He ain't the leg. <laughs> 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 um, 
So the uh, the BLS crew arrives at the home. They gather their first in bag and begin to walk up to the front door. At the door, they find that the door is slightly cracked open. And after peering inside the door, they see a female sitting in the living room in a chair near the door. The Are they peering like like Scooby Doo peering through a door kind of thing? Or? Are they leering? I, I mean, or they're, we leering? They're, they're not doing one of these. They're kind <laughs> of just doing one of these. Like if that makes sense. Like awkwardly staring. Okay. Yeah, they're peering through the door. Like there's a crack in the door. They're just kind of looking yeah. through it. All right. Okay. Um, like telltale heart kind of peering. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, the crew announce their presence and enter the and go ahead and enter the home. The uh, hey, oh, hey. the uh, the All female right. tracks them through the room as they walk towards her. She appears to be breathing fast with notable uses of her neck muscles on inhalation. Is pale and diaphoretic. So. We're already gathering all of this, like, really good data and much-needed details, but, like, I, I heard, like, oh, God, not good. Is that kind of the consensus for your guys' feeling of this initial look test? Like, this could not be going where I want it to? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it looks like respiratory failure. Right. It, it does not sound good in the slightest. So... The, uh, the primary EMT approaches her, they introduce themselves, and they ask, like, the whole what's been going on question. She's able to answer them in broken sentences, taking frequent breaths to breathe very deeply, like the full sucking in of air. They take this as her airways open. It's clear. They don't see any, like, debris or fluid around her mouth. The breathing appears to Kipnik, very labored, but equal in chest rise. Peripheral pulses, they're taken, they're very weak, almost unpalpable, but present. She goes on to tell them through these broken sentences, so it takes a little bit of time to get all this out, but she goes on to tell them that she's been feeling run down with flu-like symptoms for the last five or so days. She went to urgent care two days ago, but she did not come back with any test results that confirmed any illnesses, so they gave her a NEB treatment and sent her back home. She goes on to tell him that she feels like she can no longer breathe, is exhausted, and having trouble staying awake, needing to be seen at the hospital. So we just got a plethora of, like, history here, like history of present illness. What do you guys make of that information, and how do we proceed forward in here? So do we have, do we have any initial, like, can they hear any adventitious lung sounds from just standing here do, do we have that information uh not yet not yet okay you know because sometimes you can hear that from the door you're like that's that's bad yeah it didn't hear... treatment work uh apparently not okay yeah apparently not um it it almost sounds like you know the the urgent care kind of blew her off and was like yep we didn't find any source of infection or anything like that see you later goodbye you know? Well, just based on what she looks like before I continue to talk to her, I think maybe a little O2 would be in order. Uh, so maybe have EMT start doing that. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to get a little more history, like, you know, what kind of medical issues do we have? Right. I, what, I, skill, um, what skill level are these EMTs? Like, are they CPAP trained or are they just so, O2 trained? So like, these guys are O2 trained, not CPAP trained. Right. Okay. 
that that is a good that is a good thought process to start getting into, right? So well, the, I've been there. I told the name to even before. Hey, uh, it's kind of a system like that where it was uh, when it was volunteer uh, ambulance and yeah, and I'm on scene and I'm like, hey, okay, let's uh, let's get the CPAP going. They're like, okay, and they come <laughs> back with it and they set it down. I'm like, well, let's get it going, and they're like, yeah, we don't know how to do that. Yeah, that that's a you job. I'm like, but you carry it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's it's for show. <laughs> it makes us look good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the uh, the, <clears throat> the primary EMT instructs their partner to get a, a baseline set of vitals while they go and like see, hey patient, where are your meds? Right? They know that they can't get something out of this lady because they don't want her to talk a lot. So they're gonna go and try and find history through the meds. So they're pointed towards the back bedroom where they go and find four pill bottles. A pill bottle for, yep, four pill bottles. A pill bottle for Lasix, Metroprolol, Lisinopril, and uh, Glyburide. Um, when the, when uh, the primary EMT arrives back in the living room, their partner reported a manual blood pressure of 136 over 72, a heart rate of 92 but very, very weak still, uh, respiratory rate of 36, very labored, and a pulse ox on room air of 82%. It's also noted that the patient has no known allergies to anything. So, are like, is there a specific way that with this further information, you guys are looking to fix this lady's oxygen sets at this point in time? Well, first I want to know, are we listening to lung sounds? They did not listen to lung sounds yet. So you have a respiratory patient, you're not listening to lung sounds? Not yet. Give me two okay. paragraphs and you'll get okay. that. <laughs> it shouldn't be two paragraphs in. It should be in like the first three sentences. I Walk in door, patients white, tugging, thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. Hey, quick, throw her on O's and let's listen to them one size. Well, no, I don't disagree None. with you. I think you're 100% <laughs> right there. Like, Ooh, yeah. Macho Man agrees, but it's still two paragraphs from now. Uh, anybody check the fridge for, you know, other medications? Nope. But they've taught them to since day one of the EMT class? Uh, she she kind of points them in the direction of where her meds okay. are. So it wasn't like they just started rooting around the house. Like she said, <laughs> they're that way. Go okay. go and find them. How full um, is the Lasix pill, pill bottle? I couldn't tell you. I didn't ask the, the providers that. So aside from the... But, if, good if we just count the vitals, my, I would start suspecting... That we definitely have a uh, blood pressure possibly leading to uh, possible CHF. Okay. Because of, I mean, you've mm. got a, you know, you've got it all in there. You've got the Lasix, you've got the, uh, you know, you've got the the Lysinopril and all the good stuff in there. So I mean, yeah, but you got the glabiride though, so it could be pointing towards some DKA going on here. Yep. Yep. I, I like where the, I like where the conversations are going, right? It's not solely respiratory at this point. We might have some, you know, some issues with sugar. There could be other issues that we still haven't figured out, right? So the uh, the primary EMT tells their partner to go ahead, start getting stuff ready for extrication, uh, because they just want to scoop and get going. Uh, during that point in time, while the secondary EMT goes and gets all the stuff for extrication. The primary EMT places her on 12 liters uh, oxygen via non-rebreather and then attempts 
to get a further, you know, physical exam. Uh, they finally get lung sounds. They find that the lungs have coarse crackles with scattered wheezing in all fields bilaterally. Ventilations are still very fast, but they're regular. There's noted to be a significant use of accessory muscles, including intercostals, the neck muscles with some neck turgor. Um, and then lastly, they notice some heavy pitting edema, which is non-weeping to both lower extremities. Um, she's still alert and ornate times four, but becoming more anxious and tired with her eyes beginning to now close. So anything to say there or should I keep reading? Um, unless they're going to do a rapid intervention right now, then I would say continue to read. It, okay. So the, uh, the secondary EMT comes back into the room with the stair chair to extricate her from the house. The, uh, the EMTs assist her to a standing position, pivot her onto the chair, then move her out of the home and to the stretcher, which is waiting outside of the house. Uh, they place her in the ambulance with no issue and begin to recheck vital signs. Most importantly, they go for the pulse ox probe which they note that uh, the pulse ox has decreased to 78% from that, what, 86% that it was, or 82% that it just was. Uh, still on the 12 liters oxygen via the non-rebreather. Um, it's at this time that the EMT uh, looks at their partner and goes, hey, um, where's that paramagician? Because, like, we kind of need them. And the, the, the their partner goes up front, calls dispatch to find, you know, the ETA to the paramagician, to which they're told that no medic was placed on this call. However, one will now be dispatched. So, nice. Well, thank you very much. That's useful. Right? It, it's so useful. So we have a patient that's clearly declining, right? We have dispatch who's completely dropped the ball. <laughs> Uh, or said copper <laughs> right like they've they've left this emt to fend for themselves more or less so wh what do these emts need to do at this point like they're kind of left you know hanging out to dry do they have access to the cpap equipment no they are non-cpap trained okay do they have access to the CPAP equipment no it's not on the radio. okay okay because, nope. like I said, the ones I had, they weren't trained, but they had the shit. Right. So, right. you know, I yeah. was going to suggest that, hey, you know what? All bets are off. You know, you may not have been trained, but I'm pretty sure you, you know, you've seen it done. You know how it works. Orientation by it's fire. Not, Here we go. It's not fucking rocket science. Right. You know what I mean? At, at least, you know, in, in like not cowboy it, but call a doc and be like, hey, doc, I have this. Walk me through it. Even. Yeah, you can do that. You know, this way you don't Yahoo it and get your card taken away. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, um, uh, what's her mental status <laughs> declining. She's getting more and more tired, more and more anxious. Beggar. Yeah. Assist her ventilations, pop her up to 30 degrees, gets, get some sort of positive pressure. I, I, to... think... no, go ahead. I, I think that's, that's where, if if they don't have the CPAP and her mental status is declining, I think that's their only route. Like, that's their only option here, you know? Um, 
And start start driving towards uh, wherever that medic's coming from. Yeah. Now, are you guys going to transport to the 30-minute away hospital or the 40-minute away cardiac center? As an EMT basic? Yeah, so so let's see. I'm the, going to the closest one. Closest. Yeah. yeah, so there's a level 2 trauma center that's 30 minutes and a cardiac ped hospital that's 40 minutes. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so these guys, they end up doing a priority transport, lights and sirens, and they end up going to the cardiac hospital 40 minutes away. That's their decision. Which way, in which direction is the paramedic? Is the paramedic? Yeah. The, the, the paramedic that uh, covers the district is closer to the trauma hospital. They're so going, they're going the, opposite the opposite way. Direction of the paramedic, correct. Oh, okay. So they're they're actually going the opposite way. Right. Okay. They're they're going instead of going. <laughs> then that's a big. That, that's a fumble. Yeah. So instead of going north towards the hosp- the closer hospital and the paramedic, they're going southeast away from the paramedic and away like a further you know distance to the to the ER. So, so, so the sphincter check failed and they went the wrong way. They, they went the wrong way um, because they haven't done anything like, you know, oxygenation wise to fix the problem other than not rebreathe their oxygen too. So, so to fix the problem, we're going to not go towards the paramedic and we're not going to go towards the nearest hospital because God damn it. We want to kill this woman. We just want to drive faster. <laughs> we move on. You suck. I, Right. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I am trying to. I don't know if they thought. guess in my head. I don't know. Maybe they thought that this was cardiac in nature and they wanted to go to the cardiac facility. That's the only Uh, thing that I could think. That's, yeah, that's that's all I'm coming up with. Right. So. But I mean, most, most hospitals could handle CHF. Exactly. Agreed. It's not like it's a specialty thing that only a cardiac center can handle. Agreed. Right, and if it's a level two trauma, I mean, I'm fairly certain they've got RT on the premises. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, your your local, you know, Podunk Band Aid station has RT, and they can hand, they can handle the cardiac problem and ship it out when it's stabilized. I mean, that's exactly. not an issue. Right. So they end up transporting to this cardiac hospital 40 minutes away. They're told, you know, by dispatch that their paramedics is coming from, you know, now behind them. Whereas if you turned around, it would be in front of you. Um, Slow down. And, you know, I, I must say as, as good EMTs would do, they don't wait for the medic. They just start hoofing to this hospital. Dude, they're but they're like the fucking football player that catches the ball and runs to their own fucking end zone. I I'm not saying it it's, was the most you know, brilliant thing to it's do. Like, hey, you made the catch, but I'm not saying well, it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> but what they end up doing is they tell their their county dispatchers cancel the first medic and dispatch a second medic from now going south southeast. Okay, so our heads are not totally right. inverted to our uh, rectum, so that's pretty good. Right. 
So they end up getting a uh, an out-of-county ALS fly car unit to respond as their intercept. They're going to intercept with them approximately 10 minutes down the road. So not so terrible. Okay. So transport begins. Primary EMT increases her oxygen via the non-rebreather to 15 liters from 12, then takes a second set of vital signs. Uh, no bagging? Not, no bagging yet. They're still on mask oxygen. All right. So originally. It's make a big difference. I, I 100% Sorry. agree. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. They're, they're doing what all EM, like all non looking at the big picture EMTs do, which is, oh, they're half lethargic and they're, you know, shallow breathing and boom, face mask oxygen. Boom. Like, boom. Boom, um, boom. boom. <laughs> so, so uh, that, that reminds me now. I, oh, no, that's bam. Never mind. I was thinking, oh, like I should get the emerald, like boom, but he did bam. Never mind. No, you no, 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 no. You're so, mad. With, uh, John. I'm mad. Uh, what? Well, yeah. Boom. I don't boom. know. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I might be able to find that actually. Uh, if so, you can, it's a problem. Uh, well, it's finding a clean version that's you know a good enough soundbite. That's the problem. So, uh, transport begins. Uh, they switch over to that, you know, 15 liters. Then they go and get a second set of vitals. Originally, they had been using. I'm sorry. There's a weird little delay, and I could have sworn you were about to say uh, we went and got a second opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Doc, am I killing this lady fast (laughs) enough for you? (laughs) Right? Um, So, originally, they had been using the right arm for blood pressures. This time the EMT attempts the left arm and finds what the EMT believes to be a dialysis port on the left arm. So, okay. Okay. I saw a lot of terrible faces that people can't see. So I'm going to pause here and investigate Butch's terrible face. I'm just going to close my laptop. Lay out in the backyard and die. (laughs) Yeah. So, so okay, this uh, disclaimer now: it's bad to do blood pressures on a dialysis port arm. Okay, I'm just gonna put that out there. Agreed. Uh, uh, yep. Right. Just gonna put it out there. Yep. Um, <laughs> now, now, granted, they haven't actually done the e- the the blood pressure on that arm. They just they want to, and then they see this dialysis port on this left arm. So. By this point in time in the call, the patient's mental status has declined from being alert and oriented to being responsive to verbal stimuli only. There goes that CPAP. And when she does respond, it's very few, very quiet words. And they end up like saying, hey, is this, you know, thing on your left arm for dialysis? Which she slowly responds, yes, and then nods (laughs) off again. Called I ask. So who I cares mean, at this point? Just fucking breathe for the goddamn lady. Right? This is so, called pre-death. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm sorry. You're not going to be needing this where you're going. I just want to make sure everything's all squared away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to know if I can actually do a blood pressure over here or not. That's where they're going. So the cuff is moved back to the right arm and vitals are rechecked. Blood pressure is uh, 102 over 54. 
Heart rate of 86 in regular, but peripheral pulses are now no longer present. Oh, good. Carotid pulses are present. (laughs) Respiratory rate of 26 becoming more shallow. SpO2 has fallen on the 15 liters from, what, 70-something to, or 80, no, it was 82. Now it's down to 76. All you had to do was bang. All you had to do was bang. So, you know, if you crank that, if you crank that little tree up a little bit, you get it like twenty five. It may help a little bit, you know. Yeah. Well, you know. Hey, you know what? If you put a cannula on too, that might help too. Yeah, know? yeah. You know, if you take you the end more, of the oxygen tubing and just breathe into more. it really hard. I mean, personally, yeah, yeah. personally, I think this person should just do bi-hemispheric hemispheric oxygenation. oxygenation. Me, you know, because at this maybe, point, why maybe, not? I mean, at this point, call out and wave it at her, give her some fresh air. <laughs> no, I don't no, know. no, 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 no. That, that would involve you actually doing something. So we want to do as least as possible. So we just want to stick a cannula in their ass, not a reader on the mouth, bi-hemispheric oxygenation. Yep. And so, you'll make a shaker once in a while to make it responsive. I don't know. Yeah. And you'll then, answer turn. questions along the way to keep her awake, you know? Yeah. Turn the vent and the ambulance all the way on. Turn the, you know, turn the fan towards her and sit in the captain's chair and do your chart. That's that's I, I about even, all anyone's gonna do. Honestly, I don't yeah. even think, I don't even think they're charting at this point. I think they're taking it one step further and popping the top to a frothy stone cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin. You know, broken the skull. skull IP. I think that's what they're doing. Um, Give her some well, milk. Give I was just milk. gonna say they didn't, they didn't try the milk. <laughs> they didn't try the milk. <laughs> Oh man, that's phenomenal! Also, if the cops are there, we give her some Narcan, you know, because clearly <laughs> she's not breathing properly. So clearly not. Yeah. So um, the uh, the EMT does what we all hope they would, and they take them all off. The, they take them off the non rebreather, and they drop an NPA flawlessly, and begin to ventilate the patient with. The BBM. Finally. Is this serious? So now this is this is this is what kind of I don't know makes you mad. Peeps well, you? it's one of these things where I know I don't know anything about these EMTs. I'm I'm, I'm just going to assume that they are not uh, veterans. Uh, I'm just going to assume that, and by veterans I mean like you know 50 years, you know 10 years, 20 years, that kind of shit. I'm assuming these guys are probably you know. Within five years, let's just say. And uh, even though I would hope within five years they would fucking, you know, understand how to do shit better by then. But uh, you never know. This is where EMT is being trained about bagging. There, it's, it's so fucking deficient, it's not even funny. Because I guarantee you they probably either didn't have any idea that you could or didn't have any idea how to bag a conscious live person. Or... I'll throw another or in there, or they don't know how to bag in general, like when to utilize it. Because that's the other big thing that I see a lot in the EMT classes is, you know, you can't bag conscious people. That's that's mask oxygen. Automatically, you have to be unresponsive, not breathing, and be on the floor. For right. you to that's even, the criteria. Right, that is the criteria, yeah. and that's the that's the stuff that I'm trying to change, literally in the EMT classes. Yeah, you know, because that's the mentality, and that's what's scary about it. You know, um, so 
they they finally start BVM oxygenation, um, and they do this until for the next couple minutes until they finally intercept with that paramedic fly car. Can we get an increase in stats at all? Uh, I will get there. Okay. okay. Um, so the medic gets into the truck, and they have their cardiac monitor, their drug bag. They're brought up to speed by the primary EMT and given the last set of vitals. Now, since the start of the assisted ventilations, uh, the oxygen sats have gone from 76 to 89 uh, on the BVM. Would you look at that? Amazing, right? The, uh, the medic connects her to the cardiac monitor and EKG. Uh, initial rhythm is what appears to be a sinus with a large peak T wave at least four to five millimeters in elevation. Medic gets back out of the rig, gets their airway bag from their truck, and then transport begins. Um, again, now they're heading towards the cardiac facility again, but now they're a half hour away, right? They cut that initial 10 minutes off. So in your guys' opinion, a, a paramedic's present. We got a little bit more ALSE information here with EKGs and stuff. SATs are improving. What's on their immediate to-do list? I'll get a 12 lead going. I think that would be before we would leave. Get okay. a 12 lead. Yep, I agree. Um, let's get a blood sugar. Okay. They eventually do one of those. Yep. End title would be nice. Okay. Uh, I will I will say end title comes way later, but it is eventually okay. done. Nice. Yep. And, of course, you know, IVO2, all that good shit. Um, yep. I think that, right. They, we do it this time, yeah. So, so at this point, are you guys in uh, a camp at all for what is causing all of this stuff? Like, how are they going to treat this shortness of breath? Well, we're at that point of, you know, really altered right now. So CPAP is going to be, you know, out the window at this point, you know, yeah. because of the ultramental status. We maybe consider a nasal tube. Okay. She's still she's still breathing. She's still breathing on her own, so it's not yeah. you know, she's not stable enough for an RSI by any means. Yep. But I would I would definitely set up for the intubation because it looks like we're heading this way with a half hour of the transport, you know, I would be ready for that. Yep. Yeah, I'd get I'd get the respiratory drugs on board, blow a neb through yeah. it. Um, you know, just to do what we normally do for assuming of course the probably doesn't show a fucking MI. Right. Um but uh, assuming it doesn't show an MI, yeah, you know, we have sounds in hand yep. out of the lungs. So um, start treating that and try and dry some of that up, blow some of that shit out, uh, get rid of some of the inflammation if we can. And uh, yeah, and then honestly, if it was me, I may just go ahead and slap a pair of pads on her just to be safe. I mean, it's... it's it Just get, get everything else out and ready. Get, yeah, I would get ready for a code. Yeah, uh, I would just start... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say, hey, hey, we're going to get... I'm just going to slowly just maybe pull some things out, set them down on the bench just in case so I can have quick access to them. Yeah. And yeah. maybe throw a second line in while we're rolling. Yeah. I, I think being prepared for everything that yeah. you know is going to happen in the next half hour is, is your, is where your success is. You know um, what this, what this paramedic does and doesn't do. I will forewarn you, there will be a lot of yelling in approximately two paragraphs. So, as in, All right. let, me just clarify, let me clarify, as in peaked T waves, are we talking like hyper K? Are we talking like demi peak T waves? What are we talking about here? Uh, 
the only the only the only thing that I can tell you about the T waves is they are large T waves. They're peaked at least four to five millimeters to the middle of elevation. If that helps. All right. Does he give it a milk? He does not give it a milk. Damn. <laughs> does he slam her with two liters of fluid? Uh nope. Nope. Just just wait. Oh, God. So, I would love to see the toilet on this right now, but you know, hey, that, I, have be, I have to sit here and be yeah. okay, Mr. Butchie. I would have loved to have seen the 12 lead Mister. here, oh, yeah. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Wow, so he went to Maha school. He, he's uh, so, so, yeah. so he's not if, Mister. if you didn't catch that because you were thinking about the Mr. and the Mahas, I would have loved to have seen the 12 lead. Which means I didn't see a twelve lead. Which means they never fucking it, did one. Oh my god! Wow. So, I'm gonna go to bed now. See you later, bro. <laughs> All right. Well, shouldn't wow. this be a Patreon? <laughs> you know, are we gonna get? Are we gonna say bad, nasty things here in a minute? Probably. Uh, yes. I, uh, I, so, I, I, so I. Let's wrote... just let's just hit the checklist real quick. Okay, checklist. Will Will there be a wet bandage? No. Will there be a UTI? No. Do they check a blood sugar? Yes. Okay. All right. So, hey, one out of three ain't bad. One out of three ain't bad. Just wait. It's, it's kind of like well, the brain. Don't give me the milk, though. All right. They don't give me the milk. So, the medic obtains a next set of vital signs. All right. Blood pressure via the NIBP cuff comes back as 95 over 51. So, we've gone from... We have trended down. Right. 136 systolic to 95 now. Heart rate of 89, still sinus with those peak T's. So that's gone from 90s to 89s. Uh, respiratory rate of 24, still shallow. Remember, that was in the 36, 35 range when they first started. If it was, and honestly, if it wasn't for hematobolol, we'd probably have would have had a tachycardic heart rate to begin with. So. Right, exactly. Right, they would have found her in the 130s. Absolutely. So SpO2 via the BBM is now 91%. They do start an IV line successfully, 18 gauge to the left AC. Oh, wasn't it 22 in the hand? Nope, wasn't, right. wasn't 22 wow. in the hand. Uh, 24 in the scalp. <laughs> a, uh, a blood it's glucose. It's in the sub-Q, you know? Like, right, yeah, you know. The, uh, the blood glucose is finally obtained. However, it's obtained off of the IV cath, which I personally fucking hate. But they, they get it, and it comes back as 185 milligrams per deciliter. So they, it's, probably about, it's probably about 210 for real, but you know, hey. Right. Yeah, whatever. Right. Um, it's, it's up there, right? It's hyperglycemic. Uh, they give, yeah, but it's, but it's not like holy fucking Jesus hyperglycemic. Right. It's not 7,000. Right, right, right. It's a pluribus. So we're not there yet. Decadron's given via the IV, and nice. uh, a duoneb albuterol atrovent treatment is given and bagged through the BVM. Nice. So, so not not terrible. Okay. However, okay, it's okay. Here's not great. Here's where here's where okay. I I I want you guys to not kill me. Don't hit things. Don't break arms. All right. 
But you hit it, this motherfucker breaks out the antennas, and I'll fucking kill you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. The atropine. This guy. This guy. You know this guy, the guy. This, this guy. <laughs> this guy. Goes and says, "All right, um, this this girl's got a steadily declining mental status. The presence of." Very significant difficulty breathing with no change from the medications. I'm going to prep for RSI. Now, stand by. This system allows for provider RSI. RSI. Oh, my fucking God. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the show. (laughs) See, so they gonna get the corner to the air right away. Or, uh, so, hope you enjoyed the veal. <laughs> wow! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh fuck! So oh my god! Na 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 na. We're completely yeah, fucked. We're completely fucked. We're completely. So so what yes, do you what do you guys feel about that? <laughs> one, there should be no system that allows single provider RSI. I Number know. one. I'm with you there. So, this is how people die in a hurry. Well, she was dying too. Yes, I mean she was dying. Just not in a hurry. <laughs> now she's going to gonna be dying in a hurry. Right now we're just going to speed the process. Up. You guys are um, you are 100 correct, Gerard. When this should be a Patreon episode. However, I yeah. want people to understand what we talk about on Patreon. So this is my shameless plug to go become a Patreon subscriber to hear calls so, like this every single fucking month. So I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. All right. I want to put my my devil mask on. I like where this is going. Ooh. All right. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself because not that not that I have done this, and I, I'm not not even joking. Like I have never even considered doing anything like this, but I know me. And I know if my ass was against the wall and I think I'm going to lose her if I don't get her intubated. And I am confident in my, my black magic. I might try a balancing act with pressers, get her pressure up and then fucking tuber. But see, I'm not even, I'm not against that. I'm with, I'm still with Phil in why can't we nasally intubate this lady? Well, as I said, we could we could do that, but I'm just I'm, I'm like I said, devil's advocate. If if I'm in there and all I'm thinking about is RSI, the only way I could really do it with any hope of not killing her is to bang her fucking pressure up. up, right? So that way, when it tanks, it don't tank to the point. But then again, I'm gonna bang that pressure up. Now I'm gonna have a fucking increased breathing problem. So right. It's like, now like here's said, the thing. This is, this is me with my devil mask on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, let's I, say I, she was stable enough for an RSI. Are they going to use the automata and sucks even with her her possible peak T waves? Of course they Why are. You were even asking. Of course they are. <laughs> I know they're going to, but I'm just saying, I'm opening the door for conversation. Can you can you hold off on that conversation Yo. until until I get to the sentence? With which is where which because we know what idiot paramedics do, they choose a and sucks. It's literally three sentences away. The old man in the room, 
the old man in the room here used to be back in the day when we didn't have the old, old RSI. We used to have the old MFI where you just, you know, yeah. you holiday, yeah. a bit of Versed. Yep. You know, that was that was the way you did it. I mean Yeah. The first place I was at we had we had MFI. And uh yep. in fact even even after I became paramedic, we were still doing MFIs and it was yeah, it, you you it, you push you push one brutal, you, but that's what yeah. we did. Yeah, you push the first, you push the sedative, you try to go in, you don't work, you come back out, push the paralytic, more sedative, go back in. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's not a paralytic, it's just a, you know, atomic is not a paralytic, it's right. more of a, no, I know, I, I know what it is. I'm just saying where, where I was at, it was a, uh, it was a, poor man's RSI is what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's we, still we, in the we, protocol, we, but it's, and it's, 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 well, they would, they would push a sedative and then we would make an attempt. If we didn't yep. get it, we'd come back out, push more sedative, and then push the paralytic. Either you know, sucks, or I think we had Beck out there at the time. Right. And then we'd come back out. You know, we'd try again, and then come back out. And if that didn't work, then we'd swap medics, and it was just a fucking like, hey, why don't we just at, do all this? At, once at least, at least this guy isn't doing what I've seen in systems that didn't have RSI or MFI, but they need a tube because, like, say the person so, has like Trismus or something, right? And I, the, the paramedic literally called a doc, asked for orders for ketamine, and the doc was like, yeah, give, you know, and they left it open, wide open. Like, here's your, you know, not like give 25 ketamine, give 250 ketamine. They just said, give what you think is appropriate. So this paramedic gave all thousand. So... That's a doctor basically handing you the rope with a noose around the neck. Right. Say, Here you go. You, you can hang yourself. They didn't do that. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the medic does hang a uh, a bag of normal saline, opens it about halfway. Uh, the, uh, the EMT connects her to high-flow nasal cannula oxygen, then continues the, uh, the ventilations. Uh, the patient is uh, guesstimated about 5'9 and approximately 180 pounds. And uh, the medic now then begins to prep for their intubation attempt. Where's our vitals going right now? What was that? Where's our vitals going? Specifically blood pressure. Where's that at right now? Uh, the last sense. one they took was 95 over 51. They, okay, do they take another one before the attempt? Of course not. Uh, why, why, why would... Why, like what? 61, 62? Um, okay, well, so, you know, that, that half-open bag of, you know, normal might have bumped it up. 200 fucking wonders. Oh. Right. So they get out their, their video scope, their 802, their stylet, their meds. And of course, like I said, they're big dick. They're big dick and they're accommodate <laughs> and they're sucks. Excuse me while I whip this out. Whip this out. <laughs> so the, uh, the accommodate's given. All right. Uh, then approximately a minute later, the sucks is given, followed by an intubation attempt. Okay. During the attempt, because you know the the medic is rooting around in the in the airway, uh, the EMT looks at the monitor and goes, "Yo, uh, we've just lost her heart rate from eighty nine to now into the high sixties." And so, because of this, the medic gets really spooked and st- and pulls the tube, stops the intubation attempt, doesn't even try again, doesn't even try to put in a king airway. What? At this point, they just go right back to ventilating the patient via the NPA. So monitor cycles another blood pressure, 
returns his 81 over 45 via the NIPP. Heart rate is 49 now. Uh, sinus Brady with peak T waves. Respiratory rate is being assisted by the by the EMT. SpO2 has fallen to 90% with the BVM. So medic seeing that it's sinus Brady, they attempt atropine 0.5. Oh my god! Due due to the bradycardia. However, heart rate continues to drop. Junction this medic didn't like walk around with his head tilted on the side. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Wow. I'm going to need a minute on that one. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> oh, man. Rick Flair oh. would approve that one. Um, so, so medic administers. I'm sorry. Uh, medic administers atropine 0. 0.5 uh, due to the bradycardia. Heart rate continues to drop even with the atropine. Junctional rhythm develops, soon transitions directly to asystole. I wonder why. Like, like I'm, I'm in shock. Right. With like, not not them shocked because it's asystole. So you already lost that opportunity. Right. No, and, I'm just shocked. But we're Me. all shocked, right? We knew this shocked. was going to happen from the beginning. Yeah. So now tell me they tried to pace the asystole. Come on, see that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, there's there's, there's well three lines. Look, look, we're doing something. All right, we're doing something. So CPR is initiated by the paramagician while the EMT yeah. continues the ventilations because there's still no tube. Um, this continued until the crew reaches Fuck. the hospital, right? The medic's going to give ev- give an epi every time they break for uh, a pulse check. Okay? So, real, real quick question. Yes, sir. I, I I must have missed it, but what were the sats before the attempt? Uh, with just the straight BVM with the uh, with the uh, with the uh, with the high flow going as, uh, along with the BVM. Ninety one percent. Hey, you know what? Let's just keep going. Bingo. If we're not going to nasally intubate, work sometimes. If we're not going to nasally intubate, hey, guess what? Ninety one percent. It's I'll good enough. Take it. It's good enough in my book. Right, seventy six, whatever it was. Yeah, where right. where were we when we got you? Oh, oh, she was down to seventy something. We're at ninety one. Hey, boys, let's keep on rocking. Let's right. go. We we hey, let's right. Dump another net. Keep going. You yeah. Know? Yep. I one hundred percent agree with everything. Yeah. So uh, if she was hanks, if you mad, did all that, you know, open things oh, up. I don't know. Right there. Yeah. So I mean, if 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 all your interventions, you know, your your, your decks, your freaking. Uh, your neb, the bagging. If none of that was working, if she was still seventies, and you have that capability, and like I said, you wanted to be super confident, devil mask paramedic, <laughs> and you don't want to nasally intubate for whatever reason, uh, then that would be the time when you were like, okay, this is last chance saloon before we, you know, she fucking dies. She's at ninety one percent. Hey, fuck, keep going. We're good. Yeah, one one hundred percent. You know, yeah. th- this is this is the standard call of BLS is working. Stop yeah. trying to overcomplicate the situation. If you it, like, this lady was not in a in a position to be intubated unless <laughs> it was nasally. 
It, that's just the way it was. Like she was not resuscitated to the point where she could handle an RSI. You know, and and we'll talk about what you guys, you know, your honest thoughts about one man RSI. But, you know, this is why this is why they don't happen. Right. So they arrive at the ER. Right. They unload her into the hospital. They can the the hospital staff continues this resuscitation attempt. The hospital attaches the defib pads because the paramedic never does. You're they're, fucking kidding. They're given epis, but they're they're only going off of what they see on the monitor. There's no there's wow. no shocking pads. There's nothing. Right? Intubation is successful at the ER. Epis continued. And this the hospital staff goes ahead and also gives bicarb and calcium gluconate. Ultimately yeah, I, was I was gonna say, well, we know it wasn't Emily. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um ultimately out of here. yeah gotta get that but get out of there uh ultimately they will actually regain pulses um she, in the er and, and, and i hope she regains her fucking phone call to a lawyer right and yeah. uh and they're gonna admit her to the icu in the icu they treat for uh a serum potassium of 6.2 hyper k fluid Ooh. retention and treat with Damn. dialysis along with some other types of meds. And she goes home. So one of the things that we and probably sent a big old box of cookies and a thank you note to the fucking EMS. Oh my God. If, if she did like, cause they don't know. Power, right. More power to They're her, ignorant. Right. right. Dude, patients are ignorant. They don't know that they're being treated like shit. Oh, yep. Yep. They really don't, because if they did, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to make a fire department joke, but I think I just did. So. <laughs> um, but there well, are people out there who we know who, you know, have their heads tilted to the side and get away with it. Yep. Yeah. You know, everybody has their version of that individual. Yep. If not more than one. Yeah. And, and, and that's the public the, doesn't know. And that's the scary part. Yeah. Yep. You know, and. One of the one of the things that I think really needs to be focused in on this particular call is the fact that like there was there were bits and pieces of history that you could have gotten right before she went down the down the tubes that wasn't ever gathered, you know, like the hospital puts together the fact that she's hyper K because she hasn't gone to. She's got a serum potassium for six, you know, 6.2. But remember, she's also been sick and feeling like shit for five or six days. She didn't go to dialysis the previous week. Hence why she's got fluid retention. Hence why she's got potassium up the ass. Hence why her peak T waves are there. Like, you know, there's fluid in her lungs. Like, there's fluid everywhere. The, the little bit of Lasix ain't going to help her. That's what happens when you don't go to dialysis. That's exactly what happens when you have a, yep. a patient with kidney failure on dialysis that doesn't go. Right. And not like this would have been treatable, you know, on, you know, on the paramedics watch, like they're going to give, you know, this, that, the other thing they might give bicarb, they might give calcium chloride, they might give albuterol or something like that, but that's not going to lower that potassium any bit. 
They need insulin. They need, you know, the calcium gluconate. They need that kind of stuff at the ER and that at the, at the hospital. But well, like, like what Emily, uh, you know, said way back when we did the, uh, uh, the dialysis episode. And uh, yeah, so they're, they're full of fluid, but it's just not where it's supposed to be. So right. yeah, maybe, maybe some fluid would be in order here. You know, might get that pressure up. Hey, guess what? It might get it up to where you could do your single man fucking RSO. Right. You know? Because ultimately, what are they going to do? They're going to take all that fluid off anyway. Right. Right. And yeah, it, it it's a it's something that you might have to chance, right? Play that devil's advocate. Okay, well, if I give fluid here, it might bump the blood pressure. But if I give it, maybe it's also going to drop in their lungs. I don't know. Or it could go, you know, to their left pinky toe. Who knows? Well, yeah, but like she said, you know, when somebody doesn't do dialysis, yeah, the fluid's all in there, but it's just not, it's not in the right spot. So technically they're, they're fluid depleted. I mean, they, they don't have, they don't have what we're supposed to be. Right. So yeah, you go throwing it in there, you might actually fix some problems. Right. You know, so, temporarily. I mean, I'm saying, you know, just sit there and fucking run three leaders into them, but yeah, you know, get them, get them something. So you know? what do you guys think overall, how did this call go in the grand scheme of things? It's a worse. I, I would be curious to know if they went the other way, what the other medic would have done. You know, that is, if they went the right way. damn you know? good thought. Like the, the one that we'll never know, but really interesting. Like, yeah. What one paramedic would do to the other. Now, did that system have single, uh, single provider RSI as well? That I don't do we know? know that I okay. don't know. I was going to say, cause I mean, that might've changed the whole dynamic, you know? Yeah. Um, or maybe they would have had access to a second medic. Right. You know, on the way in. Who knows? Yeah. So, and I think and it's, the hospital's closer. Right. And I think it, it is, mm-hmm. you know, good to mention, you know, we do it a lot, but that, that whole concept of don't forget that we still have old skills like nasal intubation. Right? Yeah. Where, like, you and I have fallen into the trap of, oh, man, I, I could have done that. We should have done that. You know, we should have done that. Damn it, I didn't even I, wa- I could have walked into that hospital like a fucking god. Right. If Here's, I would remember to do right. that. Here, I'm walking pelvis you know? first, wiggling, you know, the uh, like That's right. the freaking helicopter going. Yep. The fucking doors me. open up. They go, what the fuck is that coming in? It looks like <laughs> Oh, there he comes five minutes later. That's right. That's me, baby. <laughs> I nasally intubated. Boom, Even yeah. the skill of sometimes BLS works. BLS airways are working. Bingo. Right. Let it go. Yeah. Like then, like we were just uh, having a little Facebook uh, thing on it. Yeah. How about, you know, BLS for ALS? Yeah. Dude, we, we need to do that. It's, <laughs> we it's, really do. It is in the works. It's coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Like, you know, we've done calls on this show where, you know, the paramedic, all they needed to do was focus on BLS skills and they would have had a positive outcome. And, you know, I think a lot of times that, you know, the paramedics get thrown all of these cool bags of tricks and they think that's the only thing that they can use to save and make things better. And it's, every, it's just not the case. Every time I get a new, you know, every time I get a new medic or something, Robin, I always tell them, I was like, listen, we, we are terrible when it comes to BLS stuff. We, we get all these things and we forget that sometimes our BLS partners are the important, you know, chain. And we just forget like, Hey, when I go to a call, I'll, I will usually, if I have a strong BLS partner, I'll let them start their BLS assessments in the house. And when, you know, I hear those, you know, magic words like hey this sounds like a als moment i'll 
intervene and start doing my ALS stuff. But otherwise, I'll let them do their BLS thing until I hear those, you know, those trigger words, and then I'll step in. But because we're terrible at BLS assessments. We we really are. Yep. yep. So I'll let them do their BLS thing until I need to step in. Agreed. That's how yep. I do my thing. So I, I know we kind of talked and alluded about how bad one-man RSI is. I think it's personally super dangerous. It's, um, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad it should be in detention. <laughs> um, it won't be bad. You know, there's, there's been there's there's been <laughs> systems, you know, in our area that have tried like have wanted to try it, and you know the the overall like medical directors for the regions and stuff are like, yeah, no, that's not happening. And you know, like I don't agree with the region all that often, but I you know I agree wholeheartedly that I think one man RSI is dangerous. Like it yeah. is just flat mm-hmm. out dangerous. If think about. You know, five of the worst paramedics that we all know, and they're the ones that, you know, would be like, I'm going to RSI this patient by myself. And if you think that they could, then it's a great idea. But if you think that you know that it's going to turn out like this, it's probably not a good idea. Um, I don't understand. Like, working their ambulance with kills. Seriously. So talking, talking about kills, why is it a perpetual cycle that paramedics keep going to accommodate and sucks? Why do you think it's easy to dose? I, I beyond, easy math. beyond easy math. Is there a second reason other than it's easy to dose? Because they revert to training. It's it's the short. I think it's the short onset and and and, and uh, half life as well too. Because when so, you give that rock, you that you own that airway for like, you know, it's an hour ish. And, and that's the thing. So so I mean, just to kind of go down that hole because that's exactly where I was going to go. Like I know for training wise, when people you know, come out of paramedic school, like we did, uh, you know. When you're in class, it's always automate and sucks, automate and sucks, automate and sucks. Right. Don't even talk about ketamine. Then you get out and you start, hey, you know what? I have all these options. I'm still going to do automate and sucks. Or in my case, I preferred to go ketamine. Uh, and then, you know, sucks and all that good shit. But it wasn't until, you know, like, and actually Emily and I had a conversation. And it was the reason I wouldn't go to the rock. It was for that reason. I didn't. It wasn't, I didn't want to own their airway for the next hour or whatever. It was, oh, I didn't want to turn them over to the hospital still being paralyzed. And she was like, who fucking cares? Right. Fucking just do it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Who the fuck cares? I should just do that. <laughs> so, yeah, so after can, that, it was like, yeah, it was an easy, easy fix, you know? I can tell you from experience, you turn a patient over to certain doctors in certain reason, regions with that rock on board, they get a little... uh pissed off at you but at the same well, point you can just like, you know open up your protocol and say here you go hey, have well, a good day. so that's the, it's funny that you bring that up with the protocols because i don't know you know anyone else like you know wyoming someone listening in wyoming or montana or you know michigan. west virginia or michigan or wherever the fuck you're listening from i don't know what you could do 
So it might say, yeah, you got Vec, you got Rock, you got, you know, Sucks, you got all these different choices, right? And you can use them willy-nilly, whichever patient you want. Just run with it. Here, where we all practice, you are forced to use Sucks first unless there is a indicating contradiction or contraindication. I'll buzz myself for that one. <laughs> Um, sucks has a million of them, you know. Sucks is and there's a million terrible, of them. Terrible drug. So, but we're taught in RSI classes, accommodating sucks. Oh yeah, we don't ever use rock and vec. We don't even carry rock and vec. You know, um, you're taught accommodating sucks. You're taught that everybody is more or less, you know, 220 pounds, so that the dosing is a hundred and a hundred, right? You're taught the easy, stupid, you know, stupid ways to do an RSI. So that's, you know, Gerard, you say it all the time. What you learn early, you never forget. Like Law of privacy. It's built into the, the problem and the cycle is built into how it's taught and how it's defined in the protocols, at least in our area. I mm-hmm. think, and you know, and I think a lot of it at the protocol level is the doctors don't trust us to do things the correct way. So they I want that why. short offload time because they're like, yeah, if they fuck the airway because our, you know, our standard, you know, first pass intubation rate is 26%. I wonder why they don't want us rooting around in a paralytic, you know, paralyzed airway for 45 minutes. You know, I like maybe if we well, get better and show them that we don't suck as much, we wouldn't have these problems. It's like it's like they tell you when you intubate, you know, you got to be in in like 30 seconds and not in 30 seconds. But you oxygenate a patient correctly. and You have that, you know. High full oxygen going there. You can be in there for quite a bit of time before that, that patient desats on you. You can be in there and take your time and do it properly. Right. You know, it's. Not as scary as people make it out to be an innovative patient. It really isn't. It really isn't. Um, So the the one thing that I pulled up that I I wanted to talk about was sucks and hyper-K. Why we don't actually give sucks in hyper-K, right? So succicoline is a relative contraindication for patients with increased serum potassium. So in normal, healthy patients, so... You know, someone that's, you know, having like a cardiac problem or, you know, a trauma problem and we need to RSI them, right? That, um, that, uh, that sucks is going to increase serum potassium by, uh, anywhere from 0.5 to one, uh, milli equivalent per liter. So not, not a whole lot, right? Um, but now if you're, you know, putting that to um, a sick patient who is on dialysis or has burns or something like that, which all which has a already high uh, serum potassium, that is now going to jump way up high, well past five, well past six. And now you're starting to have all of those, you know, 
uh, altered mental status, the shortness of breath, the chest pains, the palpitations, along with all of the cardiac changes. This is why they don't want you to use it um, in these types of things, you know? Um, remember that sucks is that depolarizing uh, neuromuscular blocker, right? So it, it causes those fasciculations. So every time that you push sucks, it's causing a fasciculation in those muscle fibers and causing a leaking of potassium. This is why that, that serum potassium increases. If you do it in someone that already has a high potassium, you're fucking them, right? Like yep. people should understand that. It's not, this is why we don't want this. You know, this is why it comes with the laundry list of, you know, uh, you know, this is not when to use it. Those contraindications, you know, we also, we talked about it in the last episode that we talked about hyper K. I don't remember if it was on the free or the Patreon, but the cardiac changes, but you can, you can address these if you want, but you're going to see different levels of cardiac changes, right? You might start with a D, uh, with a depressed or, um, uh, T waves. Thank you. Uh, ST segment, right? You might see those peak T waves. Uh, like your, your, pointy T waves. Yep. Right. The the PR interval is going to widen. The QRS yep. interval or the QRS duration is going to widen. Right. Eventually, eventually you lose your P wave, and right about the time that you lose your P wave. Your QRS is so wide that you get what's called a sinusoidal wave, which is really cool. Um, I'll have to do one it of my... It sounds yucky. It, it sounds like something you pick up at a dive bar. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let's stop talking about... With the wind. Let's let the Yeah, right? Let's stop talking about Kelly's girlfriends, all right? It's not nice. Right. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if she's swung for the other team. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey. Hey, hey, yo, this is news. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's definitely indications that, you know, you guys can see and measure when you're looking at the cardiac, you know, EKG to be like, Hey, they might be hyperkalemic here. Oh, Hey, they're a dialysis patient. They've missed five days of dialysis or last three appointments or whatever. You know, you got to look at the history and then you, and then you go ahead and use sucks and then you kill them. You know, it's, uh, yeah. So, anything else to add to this one, guys, before we wrap it up? I, I, I think this one was, was, was tough. Like I said, this, was, this is a total Patreon episode. However, I, I, I thought it was time for a really good, juicy call on the, on the free side. Well, it didn't involve a blender, so. That is. I guess that's good. That is good. Or a giant pink <laughs> dildo. Well, that's always this is fun. so true. <laughs> <laughs> or or hills and oil tankers and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. all the or other mahogany tables and ceilings, right? Yeah yeah, 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 all of the other bullshit that happens on that show. <laughs> yeah, or that uh, fucking what the hell is the name of that goddamn disease? Ah, oh, I, I can't even remember. Was it, it the one? Was it the the family? one I talked about? No, no, the, no, no. Oh, that was Von Von 
von Clauschwitz or whatever. Yeah, von, von Helsing's disease. <laughs> right, yeah. Van Helsing's. Yeah. But, uh, the, the vampire slayer disease or whatever. Right, yeah. Oh my. No, the one uh, that we did with Emily there, the uh, Shimoto's. Uh, graves the one that was like graves but it wasn't oh, called Graves. yes yes yeah that one was weird yeah that was a weird one that one was yeah, weird. yeah uh, was weird. i'm trying to remember the name of that goddamn disease. i'll have to go back and listen because i don't even remember apparently we didn't fucking learn apparently not <laughs> bad us bad us <laughs> but uh yeah. but yeah it, it do, do you have any final thoughts for this one guys before i wrap it up just BLS before ALS. That's that's BLS, just... BLS before ALS. Yeah, if your BLS shit's working, you know, simple rule: if it's working, don't fuck with it. Yeah. just let it be. Yep. If it, if it starts broke, to look like you're, you're, you know, like you're gonna lose it, then then you know you might want to put your hands on that. But uh, no, man, if your BLS there, we doing good. Or like I said, if you, if you can remember the nasally debate, go for it. You know, fucking a, be a boss. But yeah, if I've got ninety one percent. And we're begging. And I'm not seeing any stomach extension. Yeah, everything's doing good. Shit, but keep going. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Yeah. Well, it was called base house disease, by the way. Base house. That's what it was. Yes. The Phil Foundation wow. coming through. Found the yeah. There you go. Right. All right. He doesn't guys. say much, but when he says stuff, he's right there with it. That's I right. Know, right? He's, he's short and to the point, and, and I thank you for it. Damn, That's Skippy. Right. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining us uh, on uh, this, the last episode of this month. Join us for the Patreon every 23rd uh, day of the month. So whatever the 23rd falls on, that's when the uh, the Patreon drops. Uh, it again, falls on the 23rd. Yeah, it falls on the 23rd. Yep. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, they are the, the wildest and crazy conversations. I, I edit these down a little bit. I don't edit those at all, which is great. Um, so if you're uh, interested in becoming a, uh, a salty veteran or, um, what's the other one? I don't even remember salty veteran or seasoned provider. That's what it is. I haven't looked at the Patreon in a while. That was like, like crusty providers and shit no, like that. No, 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 Uh, you will get, uh, you will get <laughs> access to that, uh, third monthly podcast. So. Hit that link down in the uh, down in the oh, description good for you. <laughs> or or show notes below and uh, yeah. and sign up. It's it's dirt cheap. It's like five dollars a month. So for for the other you know extra episode. So until next like, time, what are you gonna do with five bucks? I know you you're know. you're gonna give it to us for entertainment purposes. That's what you're gonna do. Think um, more equipment to make things better. Hold on, hold on. Right, Phil Foundation. You have been a Patreon since we started the patreon page is it, have, is it worthwhile oh it's worth it yeah i mean it's, it's worth it it's so worth it um but uh but yeah that's that's my shameless plug for today stay safe guys till next time uh, phil donuts just because he chimed in it was johnny on the spot i'm sorry it was phil on the spot Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like more information on the podcast or to send us a call to review, visit medicmaterials.com forward slash podcast. To learn more information, like us on Facebook at Medic Materials EDU or watch our weekly instructional videos on the Medic Materials YouTube channel.